I'm the Times for Feeling Sunshine, Don Ferlazzo. And I'm where pizza lovers love to go for pizza, Caitlin Kay. And, and this, this is, is Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the jingle. jingle. Wow, it's been a while. I didn't even know how to say that. Yeah, and I bet I can do the next part real good. This is the podcast where we take a deep dive into the fascinating world of local... And regional. Jingles. And... Today is no exception. Oh, it never is. And and even all these months later, as we record our next batch of episodes, it's still no exception. I, I continue to be impressed by this streak we have going. Uh, yeah, you wait to hear an exception, you won't. Because today, we are going to take you to central New York, to a place that has pizza, pasta, and subs. That, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a combo rarely seen. One restaurant, three delicacies. Three delicacies under one roof. And uh, Ithacans may know that we're talking about none other than Pudgy's Pizza, Pasta, and Subs. Now, does this chain, or is it a chain? It is a chain, right? There's multiple locations? Yes. They call themselves a franchise. There are multiple locations. Um, it was difficult to find out just how many locations there are, but there are eight cities listed on their website all in upstate new york or central new york central new york it's like ithaca Cortland, horseheads there's like one in pennsylvania stuff like that but all in that same general area okay well tell us more caitlin because i think you've done the research i i hope you have because i certainly haven't <laughs> okay i have but wait a minute but wait, 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 wait what are we doing what are we doing it's we have to catch up we have to find out what you've been up to what i've been up to and there's lots of happenings in our world why are we even getting into this jingle when we haven't even told our adoring fans what we're up to? Yeah, we got to step into the banter box and tell the fans mm-hmm. just what's been popping with us and the podcast because there's so many good things happening and one of them is very fun. And it's, Were you going to say special? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that special? <laughs> it's very special. Uh, it's our Indian Ladder Farm Show. That's right. We're going to have our first ever live broadcast uh, or podcast because we don't really broadcast. We podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to be Saturday, August 19th from 12 to 1 p.m. at Indian Ladder Farms in Altamont, New York. And uh, this is a special one. This is fun. They came to us and they invited us over and they said we'd love you know, to uh, have you profile our jingles um, and and enjoy you know everything that we have to offer i'm really excited about this one how about you i'm also very excited is the gentleman who wrote the jingles going to come my understanding is yes and a better podcast uh, host or co-hosting team might even have that gentleman's name handy but he has a stage name that i that i do remember ritz ritz carlton ritz carlton a combination of of uh words that have never been put together so you'll never be confused Um, i feel like it's eric um, but that sounds right too. We will meet. He'll tell us in person when we meet him when he shows up. Yes, and so so just pulling back the curtain when we were profiled by the Times Union, the Albany Times Union newspaper, uh, a while back, um, we were inundated with lots of uh, people who have written their own jingles or uh, or people who had jingle suggestions, and and he was among those who came to us and said, you know, I've actually done some. Check out my stuff. Meanwhile, the advertiser themselves, Indian Ladder Farms, said, hey, we've have, we have some jingles. Check us out. We'd love to talk about maybe having you come over. And uh, we said, well, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. We've heard of you, you know, before. Um, I've never heard their jingles in the wild, but my understanding is that they uh, really are heavily circulated, uh, especially on 
one particular uh, EQX EQX WEQX one particular radio station in the Albany area and uh, so you know they've in the modern day setting um, committed to all the airtime that you need to have the repetition of these jingles uh, to make them effective so it's really exciting to mm-hmm. to find somebody who's still doing it today and in, in, in an age when we don't usually run into those um, so that's gonna be cool though Caitlin we're gonna have people Come and watch us as we perform, not perform, record an episode live from 12 to 1 on Saturday, August 19th. Uh, it's a free show, so you can mm-hmm. come and you can watch us talk and, and joke and, and have fun. I believe you'll be able to hear us as well as we do it. Yeah, watch, hear, and... Feel? Listen to oh. us, feel us talk. <laughs> you can feel, like, you could put your hands on our the table from which mm-hmm. we are, uh, are are recording the show, and you might feel some vibrations. I will accept a back of the hand on my shoulder, <laughs> back of the hand only to feel the vibrations of my words. I thought like maybe like a, a cheek caress. And just... You can feel my jaw forming the words you so love to hear. <laughs> Gently, but back of the hand only. Back of the hand only. We're very strict about that rule, folks. Front um, of the hand a little too familiar. But something that th- that's going to be cool, uh, in my opinion, is that we're inviting you, people who listen to our show and who we assume are actual fans, uh, you can come to the show. And if you come early, you can sign up. There'll be a little sign-up sheet as if it's like a, a karaoke you know, night or open mic night. You can sign up, and then we'll invite you on the air with us for you to present a jingle that we've never heard before, hopefully, or, or never profiled on the show, at least. Um, that's going to go great. It is going to go great because people know what jingles are. They know that jingles are songs with a verse and a chorus for advertising purposes that advertise a service or product. And they know that jingles are definitely not theme songs for TV shows. They know this. <laughs> and we don't even have to tell them because they already know this so bad. Uh, and they're going to bring us the jingles that we can hear on a format that we can play. Yep. They're going to uh, bring it on, like, let's say, a smartphone. Probably, I'm sure because they know to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to bring it to us. And then we're going to hear it right then and there, maybe for the first time. Um, they're also going to tell us a little bit about it before they play it. So they're going to say, hey, this advertiser was yakety schmackety schmoo. And it's not going to be a national advertiser, right? Because that's my rule that I'm still sticking to, at least for the rest of the season. Yeah, we're going to stay We're gonna stay local. It doesn't have to be local to us, but it has to be local to somewhere. Yeah, or even regional. It mm-hmm. can be regional. It can, it can have gone across state borders. Did you grow up in Minnesota? You yeah. got a fun jingle? Bring it. Yeah. Exactly. So it's going to be fun. We really are. We're joking around here, folks, but we are encouraging you to come and participate in the show. We'd love to meet you. We'll have you on, uh, you know, on the show to talk about it with us and and we'll get to know you a little bit, too. Um, Obviously, we're going to be talking about the Indian Ladder Farms commercials. Most Uh, importantly, first and foremost, because they are very good. Yeah. No No joke. They're they're a ton of fun. Uh, I, I can't wait to talk about. Um, baby animal days mm-hmm. specifically that's the one i'm most excited about baby um, animal days yes that's a, that's a really fun toe tapping tune mm-hmm. um and and just a, a campy spot on uh you know recording so we're encouraging you to come please come even if you don't want to participate we'd still love to meet you either before or after the show they have lots of stuff available to purchase like i said it's a free show but they have their own brewery and uh cider mill um and lots of snacks and, and awesome food uh i really enjoy their their vegan cuisine and they have some options there for for people who partake in that sort of thing um and then they have uh non-vegan stuff so you know it's 
it's a nice eclectic mix of interesting recipes uh, for those who are thirsty or hungry or both. The donuts are very delicious. If you like the donuts, donuts I... like like in a jingle. Yeah. Del- oh my They're god. They're donuts you can eat. Have we ever described a, a donut as a delicious donut? Like while talking about the advertising jingle of in the form of a donut? I mean, I believe we talked about tasty tasty hi hats, but <laughs> yes, never have. delicious donuts. Oh my gosh. It's good to be back, Caitlin. I, even though our most recent episode aired not too long ago or, or you know, was put out onto the internet, we haven't recorded in a couple months, so it's it's fun to be back. We have full busy important lives. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. In fact, you know, the last two episodes had a little uh, promo for this mm-hmm. live upcom- this upcoming live show. Um, and but we'd already recorded these last two episodes before we were able to announce that this live show was coming. So I had to kind of tack something on. I recorded it on my iPhone by myself. I'm like, oh, better say something about that. Well, you said, hey, do you want to hop on a call and do this promo? And I said, no, I'm kind of eating dinner. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm kind of recording right now and I won't be again for a long time or, or editing, I should and say. I, so. And I said, but food. So go ahead. <laughs> and then you just did it. We did it. So and it sounded great. So I'm excited. Again, just to reiterate, we're going to be at Indian Ladder Farms on Saturday, August 19th from 12 to 1 p.m. If you want to participate in the live show, please show up early so you can sign up. Remember to bring some information on this advertiser and bring a recording of the the jingle so we can actually hear it and talk about it. Ideally, you will email it to us as well so we have a recording of it that we can utilize when we're you know, editing. Or just say hi. Well. You don't have to bring a jingle. You can just say hi. Yeah. There's some, uh, there's actually going to be some, at least one, I think, songwriter from a previous jingle that we've profiled who's going to sh- hopefully come <laughs> and we can maybe talk to him on the air. That'd be a lot of fun. Special guest. Speaking of prior episodes, um, are you familiar with the podcast Two Buttons Deep? There. Um, I know of it as a, I don't know tic- if it's a website or some sort TikTok of social media channel thing. thing. Yeah, they're, they're they're local to the capital region, and they have done an episode about professional fire restoration. Excuse me. Like, and they interviewed the same gentleman that we interviewed. Excuse me. Yes. Now I haven't heard their episode. I can only assume they were like, so we were listening to "Welcome to the Jingle," which is a you know a staple to the capital region of New York, and we were so um, interested in what they had to say when they interviewed. Boy, I still haven't remembered that guy's name. <laughs> Who was he? A very talented man. This happened the last time we referenced that episode. I'm like, what was that guy's name? Wow, we're bad at this. Um, but anyway, so they it's so Two Buttons Deep, buttons. which has many, many more listeners and a much larger social media mm-hmm. presence than we do, they actually did a whole episode about the jingle and how iconic it is. Um, and they interviewed the same uh, ad agency, uh, you know, person who who we did. And so that guy is like making the rounds. It's like a promo tour. Like he has a movie to promote or something. Yeah, obviously he's a. Uh, I don't feel quite so special anymore. But I you do. Should... We beat him to it. Like, oh. what are they going to do? A let's have a party Albany episode next. Like, we're on top. I'd like to see you try. You should. <laughs> okay. This is what somebody, meaning you, should do, is be like, hi, Two Buttons Deep. We just listened to your uh, podcast about uh, professional fire restoration. We loved it. It was so great. You know, we did a podcast with the same gentleman in whenever we did it. (laughs) Take a listen. We'd love to have you listen to be a fan of ours. We sure are being like real snooty about this without having actually heard their full episode. For all we know, they cited us and... 
sung our praises and we're like two buttons deep how dare they actually somebody i know uh was telling me like oh you should reach out to two buttons deep because i have a huge capital district following and uh you should get promo for your podcast on two buttons deep and i'm like yeah 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 <laughs> I did nothing. About we like it. having roughly a hundred listeners every episode. Why would we ever want to increase that number? And with a more popular podcast. <laughs> no, it's a that, that's a good podcast. Check them out; they're pretty cool. Um, what else do they talk about? Um, they they go to like stuff? like I've seen a lot of like their TikTok style videos. They might even be on TikTok. I don't know, but I've seen them like on Facebook, and they'll like go on a CDTA bus ride and talk about their new buses and they'll check out restaurants and and visit area landmarks. Like, you know, they're, they're a lot of fun. They're getting paid? Oh, I think they're getting paid. I don't know if they're getting paid to do that by the advertiser, mm-hmm. like CDTA. I don't know if CDTA is doing it, but I think they've monetized this uh, this vehicle. Um, and, and they're doing a great job, so kudos to them. We're a little lazier about it, folks. We want to do this on our own time. We want to talk about whatever we want. We want to mm-hmm. maybe decide on what we're recording moments before we hit record. Yeah. Um, no time for planning ahead or, or having like a structure. I want to do my research on loose leaf paper. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I'm writing on, a, uh, on an envelope that's turned vertically. <laughs> I want to drink a little while I do this podcast. Uh, I'd like to drink as, as well. That's really and what I like so to do. I will continue to do so as I take a sip. Um, anyway, so wow, that was a bit of a tangent, but we uh-huh. wanted to catch you up on what's going on. So Indian Ladder Farms again. That's uh, 42 Altamont Road in Altamont. Check it out. There's a Facebook uh, page or uh, event that we've created on our Facebook page. If you don't like us on Facebook, why not? We are on Facebook. I think it's just facebook.com/wttjpod. That sounds right. Yeah, type it into the the search bar and you can search "Welcome to the Jingle." Find it for you. Yeah, yeah, you can search "Welcome to the Jingle." I've said this before. Like, you Google us, and it will autocorrect to "Welcome to the Jungle," nonstop. (laughs) It'll like it'll be like you couldn't possibly mean anything (laughs) other than this, right? Um, So you really have to convince uh, Mr. Google that uh, you are looking for us, and then maybe he'll suggest it to you, or ask Jeeves or, Mm -hmm. or whichever search engine you prefer. Um, so we've done that. We've covered two buttons deep, which, which mentioned uh, an advertiser that we've spoken about in the past. Now maybe we can talk about the advertiser that we wanted to talk about today. What do you think? Is it time to get back to Pudgy's Pizza it's and Subs? It's time to go back to Pudgy's. Good time, Pizza and Subs. <laughs> These are the times, modulation. Well, don't want to give it away. But tell me about this advertiser. Give us some background. Oh, boy. Okay. So this seems like a really wholesome and great family business. Uh, in central New York and I really could not find much information beyond the basics and just people really seem to like Pudgy's Pizza and Subs. So Pudgy's Pizza, Pasta and Subs opened in Elmira, New York, uh, which is in Chemung County. It's right on the border of Pennsylvania in 1963. And it was started by Charles Cleary, who went by the name of Pudgy. Frank Cleary, his brother, who went by the name of Frankie the Cheese. Oh my gosh, what? And Mike Cleary, who hated nicknames. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. Way to be like, you know what? Mom gave me this name and I'm sticking to it. Pudgy's nickname, apparently he was sort of like a a smaller kind of sickly kid, but a family member said, I'm going to name him Pudgy because he seems strong. 
I don't know. I've never known a pudgy person to be strong or, or somebody strong to be described as pudgy, I guess is what I mean to say. Is that a picture of him? Like when you, when you look up the pudgy's logo and there's the, the man in the chef's hat driving the go-kart with the oversized wheels. I don't know. He, um, uh, he left, left this earth, um, in, uh, 2022. Oh, sorry. I'm like, he died. (laughs) 2022. Okay. Wait to, wait to hang in there. At the age of 82. Um, so anyway, Pudgy's opened and they franchised in 1972. And uh, they have a charity called Pudgy's Cares. Uh, they make what seem like delicious pizza, pasta, and subs. However, disturbingly to me, they have square pizza. Mm-hmm. They do indeed, yes. Which I feel is an abomination. Well, is square pizza technically Sicilian pizza? Is that what they call it when it's in a rectangle or a square? Usually a rectangle, right? Sheet pizza, if you will. <laughs> yeah, they actually they talk about like... It's two for one sheet pizzas. I hate that because it sounds like shit pizza. And then I don't explicit iTunes <laughs> explicit iTunes warning. A- a- Apple Podcast explicit warning. Sheet pizza. <laughs> sheet, <laughs> pizza. sheet pizza. <laughs> Can I have a piece of sheet pizza, please? Like, oh, damn. It's okay. Pizza is sheet. <laughs> um, anyway, I hate. We still haven't swore, sworn yet, right? Like we're this maybe is all, not. We're just I don't know what it is. It's a sheet pizza. Not while the mic was on. It's a, yeah, it's a sheet pizza. I hate square pizza. There's no crust to pick up. I think it's an abomination. It reminds me of like uh, elementary school cafeteria pizza. Oh my gosh, have we talked about this yet? Square pizza from elementary from school. elementary school. I can't remember if I've told this. I was never allowed to buy it. I never had it. So I can't remember if I told this story. I must have told it to you or on this podcast, maybe both. But they used to sell the sheet pizza at school. Mm -hmm. And I remember fifth grade going up and ordering the pizza. And you would get to pick. You'd be like, yo, that's the one I want, you know, lunch lady. You got to pick? Yeah. You'd say, I want a piece of pizza. They'd be like, sure, which one? And you could like point, like, that's the one. Like, you couldn't go like in the middle of the pizza where like Mm -hmm. it wasn't available yet. You can go on the edge. You can go on the edge. And like, if there was like four or five available, you could be like, I want like the third one in. Mm -hmm. Um, And inevitably, every kid would go for the cheesiest looking one. You're like, I want the one with the most cheese. Cheese is the best part of the pizza. Mm-hmm. So it's fifth grade. I'm at Janae Middle School in East Greenbush, New York. And, and I'm there and I'm, I'm like, I want that one. And they're like, well, that's the cheesiest piece we've ever seen, sir. Like, you have chosen wisely. Mm-hmm. They give it to me. And I get back to my seat. And I, I take a bite. And I realize there's no crust. This is 100% pure cheese. <laughs> What? I've never heard this story before. It's 100% pure cheese. 100% pure, pure cheese. Um, so I, I'm like, oh my gosh, Like, have I hit the jackpot? So I'm taking some bite. I'm eating in it. I've confirmed no dough in this. So it's like an inch. It's an inch. It's as if I got a block of cheese from like the store and then they melted it and browned it for me in an oven and then gave it back to me. Oh my God. And I just... After a couple bites, I said, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, I, I can't eat this. You're going to sheet your pants. Yes, I did not want to sheet my pants. <laughs> so I brought it back and I said, I, I know this is going to sound crazy. I'm sorry, ma'am, but... but... You've given me a piece of pizza that's 100% cheese. <laughs> there is no dough. Um, 
I can't eat it. And they were like, I gotta be honest, kid, nobody's ever returned a piece of pizza for being too cheesy. <laughs> I'm like, I know, but there's just no dough. And so they gave me another slice. Did you have to give the cheese one back? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. They were gonna just give me a double piece of pizza, like a second piece of pizza. Like this is a 35 cent piece of pizza in 1995. Do you think they've done that before? Like they're just a square. They're like, we're just gonna fill it up the top with cheese and like one of these lucky bastards <laughs> is gonna get the cheese one. It's a real Willy Wonka golden ticket situation. Yeah. Like I probably could have redeemed it to, at the principal's office for like a week off from school homework or something but they were like i can't believe you're returning this pizza because it's too cheesy but here's another piece and i got a traditional piece it tasted fine and and i went about my day and i, I did not sheet my pants do you think they didn't believe you that the thing was 100 percent pure cheese they just thought you were saying it's too cheesy no, i mean i like showed, showed it to them? them i'm like as you can see there was no dough in the middle it's like top to bottom left and right 100 percent cheese if um, the ladies and gentlemen of the jury will look at this pizza clearly now do you remember um when pizza hut came out with a sheet pizza do you remember what that was called it was in the 90s as well it was called the it was wasn't it called like siciliano or no it had a get, name think goofier so it was called bigfoot or mm-hmm. the bigfoot and do you remember this like it came on a, a big rectangular piece of cardboard and it was a sheet pizza obviously but instead of having a box around it it had a bag like a white thin paper bag that slid over the whole thing and it had like a cartoon sasquatch on it was this harry and the henderson's like tie-in was it around the same time definitely around the same time i wouldn't call it a Mm tie-in but they were like it's the bigfoot like this pizza is the biggest pizza we've ever pizza like Mm -hmm. pizza me a pizza okay um yeah and it was pizza hut's square uh sheet pizza and they don't sell it anymore because it's trash i hate a square pizza. i won't eat it yeah, I mean, it, Get it away in general, me. it's trash. But if you're like throwing a party and your goal is to just give people like enough pizza to survive, the sheet pizza is the way to go. It's a very economical way to give pizza to people. It's for children. Children and I guess like... Drunk college kids. Baseball team. That's probably the last time I had it was in college when the band got like pizza and it was just square. And people would take the cheesiest pizza. Oh, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't go like on the edge of like, oh, I just need more of that crust. I only want like 65% of this pizza covered in cheese. You would want the, you want edge to edge cheese if you could get it. Especially the corner piece. Like that's, they didn't even pay any love to that no, they corner didn't. piece. So the, so I've actually eaten pudgies before. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you, you went to college. I went to college in, uh, in Ithaca mm-hmm. and they had a pudgies there. And so I was in an acapella group and often we would have to eat. Uh, like while on like an acapella trip uh, or or you know after rehearsals or whatever and whoever was in charge of Ithacapella at the time loved Ithacapella was the name of the group we were in Ithaca College um, Ithacapella haha um, whoever was in charge at the time and this would have been 2002 slash 2003 or dash 2003 that was the school year um, they loved pudgies Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, we're always going to order pudgies. It's the cheapest. We get the most pizza. We have like 16 guys to feed at a time. This is perfect. So we'd always get pudgies. And then as soon as that person graduated, no more pudgies. So I only had pudgies consistently for a year. And then after that, the next guy was like, I'm a Papa John's man. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so we were getting Papa John's round pizzas with the little garlic dipping sauce, which, by the way, is the only thing that makes Papa John's edible, as I Never recall. had Papa John's. So picture pizza that looks just the way it should it's Mm -hmm. circular the cheese looks well cooked there's 
lots of colorful toppings if you order it like that. Good from far, far from good. Yes, and you're just like, wow, like I can see you've checked all the boxes. And then you take a bite and you're like, oh, that's weird. It's it's all cardboard, isn't it? And they say, yes, it is. But we've got for you this little tub of garlic mm-hmm. butter. And you can dip the flavorless pizza into the tub, into the little tub mm-hmm. here. And you can eat it. And then it unlocks the flavor. And it becomes the most delicious thing you've ever had. So... Eventually, we, we transitioned to, <laughs> Papa John's. to to Papa John's. And again, that's the only thing that made it edible was that tub. But again, whoever was in charge of the group at the time, like administratively, is the one who called the pizza shots. And there was a time when it was pudgies. And uh, so so I ate my fair share of pudgies for one year. It would Good have been time, my sophomore pizza year. and subs. Yep. Well, anyway, there was so little about pudgies that I did research about elmira new york just in case oh but here's here's the thing i wanted to to read you so my sources for this small amount of research was pudgespizza.com of course uh the obituary of frank cleary from the funeral home he was funeraled at Mm -hmm. and then pudgy's blog at blogspot.com which only has two articles and they're both from 2013 and this one that i read I'll read to you. It sounds like it was written by Rain Man. (laughs) And it goes something like this. Pudge's Pizza has many different ways you can buy your pizza. You can get a pizza with many different toppings, or you can buy a stromboli with or without peppers. There are three different (laughs) sizes you can pick when you order a regular pizza, a sheet pizza, a large pizza, or a small pizza. A sheet pizza contains 32 slices of pizza. A large pizza is 17-inch pizza cut into 12 slices. And a medium pizza is a 13-inch pizza cut into 6 slices. A stromboli comes in two sizes, a large and a medium. A large stromboli is a large shell folded in half and cut into 6 slices. And a medium stromboli is a medium shell folded in half and cut into 4 slices. If you order a pizza it takes about seven minutes to cook and a stromboli takes 12 minutes to cook but if while you're waiting for your pizza remember you can get slices that are always hot and ready for you to eat wow that's who wrote this i don't know but there's only two entries in pudgy's pizza pudgy's blog at pudgyspizza.com and if you want to know exactly how big the pizzas are and how many slices they're cut into and what the difference between a large and a medium stromboli is uh, they're going to tell you it's sort of insane. No, that's amazing. I wish that, if, can you imagine like if you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going on Yelp or wherever you're going to like learn about a restaurant and they had a breakdown in that grade of detail, mm-hmm. like waiting for you. You're like, should I get like the club sandwich? And they're like, the club sandwich comes with three slices of bread and two pieces of bacon. The tomato <laughs> is approximately a quarter inch thick. And you're like, wow, like now I know what I'm getting into before I've even spoken to a waiter or waitress. This is perfect. The club sandwich is a sandwich that is called a club. It's a club sandwich. <laughs> it's written by Rain Man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's about Pudgies. Um, and I also did some research about Elmira, but we uh, might be ready to hear some jingles. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're only 26 minutes, almost 27 minutes into this episode. So, you know, maybe it's time that somebody heard something uh, akin to music. Um, So let's pull up. uh, I think you have it handy, right? Pudgy's Good Times Pizza. Is it Good Times with an S? Pizza and Subs? Good Times Pizza and Subs. Yes. The last one I had was Pudgy's Original Recipe. Pardon me. Oh, yep. So when you hear this, uh, you can look it up on YouTube, but we're, we're going to play it here. Keep an ear out for what is known as a modulation. It's when the musical key of the song, the bass note of the, you know, of the scale that uh, is utilized uh, in 
composing it. When that key of the song, well, I really mansplained that it's one. It's just a key change. It's a key change. There's going to be a key change or more uh, during this. So count along at home if you want to see how many times this song modulates. It's like Beyonce's Love on Top. All right. She does a lot of key changes. Okay. okay. Here it comes. Let me let me pop this. All right, Pudgy. Vol. Is it Pudgy's Good Times Pizza and Subs? Yes. The jingle title is called Good Times. This is circa 1978. Okay. Here we go. These are the times, the very best times. These are the good times you'll remember every day. There you have it. Pudgy's Good Times Pizza and Sub circa 1978, which is, uh, what, 15 years after uh, it was founded in in 63? Is that math? Just about. Does does that That, math check out? That math checks out. Okay. So, Caitlin, first reaction. What do you think of that that jingle? I love this jingle. I have been uh, singing this jingle all day. It sounds like it's from a 70s revival of, like, The Music Man or something. I like this guy's voice. There's the waka, waka, waka sound <laughs> and the people in the background going like la la and the derp, 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 also all very good i counted i think four key changes yeah it starts off in one key and then it modulates and changes key uh three times so there's four total musical keys involved mm-hmm. but three changes um yeah that's great that's gutsy usually you get one modulation in a song and you're like oh wow like it's a it's a good time like the original key was not high enough not fun enough you know the energy wasn't there so they brought us up the next level i'm all in this jingle keeps climbing the ladder i love it i love that about this i also noticed that nowhere in the jingle do they sing about the pizza pasta or subs they don't even mention pasta do they Pudgy's pizza pa- or good time pizza, pizza pasta and, subs. and subs. No, no, just Pudgy's good time pizza and subs. <laughs> so they don't mention the pasta. I feel like the pasta kind of went by the wayside. I don't These know. These are the times, the very yeah, best times. I really enjoyed the uh, when the string arrangement kicks in in verse mm-hmm. two, and and that's you know it's 1978, but I didn't need to know what you know, what decade it was in to know what decade it was in because those strings, those soaring strings going on mm-hmm. were very, very 70s. Um, soaring strings, waka waka. Yeah, the, <laughs> the guitar going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really fun. That guy was great. The background singers were all in, you know, saying ba-da-p and stuff like that. Um, it, that's a really fun song. It's uh, incredibly well. Like I had an orchestra and this place has maybe eight locations in kind of them i don't say that they're gonna get mad if i say it's the middle of nowhere but 
I mean, it's kind of insane. It's literally the middle of the state. It's in central New York. Well, I mean, as we're hearing with, with especially some of these smaller advertisers, it doesn't matter where they are. They have a community to serve and, mm-hmm. and, and to uh, promote themselves to. And, you know, they all have radio stations or but television stations. I mean, like the stations. resources to pull something like that together. I mean, maybe in Buffalo they had. Do we know uh, where it originated from? Like, it was the first location in Ithaca by chance? Elmira. So the first one was in Elmira. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I only mention it because, you know, Ithaca has a, a, a good arts community and perhaps it was composed by somebody who went to one of the colleges there or something. Um, but apparently not the case because it came from Elmira. Who knows? We don't have Indeed. any we don't have any information on this particular uh, jingle in terms of who produced it or wrote it. Um, we don't and we never will. Unless yeah. you, listener, know. Do you know? Do you yeah. know anything? Email Please us. send us an email. At welcome to the jingle pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um that's a really fun one. But it's, it's not their only jingle, is it, Caitlin? It is not. There's at least two more. And actually, it, it started auto-playing on my phone. Uh, there's one called... Oh, geez. Uh, and wait, Playtime? Pudgy's Playtime? Uh, there's Lazy Days. Lazy Days. Why don't we listen to Lazy Days? Do you have that one pulled up? Um, I did. Actually, the one that started playing was called Pudgies Anytime. We, oh, we let's hear that. Hear we haven't it. even heard that one yet. So yeah. so we're going to give you four versions of the Pudgies uh, commercial. Uh, we've already heard the first one, which is the one we like yeah, best. This one just started autoplaying. I don't have any details about this, but here, here we go. That's a that's a good one. So what was that one called? The, the title? Any, that was called Anytime. Anytime. I like that one. Uh, that was fun. Good horn section in that one. I knew you would like it. Yeah. At first, I'm like, this this is a real sheet pizza. <laughs> a um, sheet pizza of jingles. If the first one was a sweet sweet circular pie, this is. It's got that. It had that really local jingle feel, and the other one felt so nice um but actually my toe was tapping in spite of myself at the end uh, with the pudgy's pizza pasta and sub any song that thing. uses the the word supper time mm-hmm. uh I, I appreciate that's that's a lost term can <laughs> i tell can... you any of the lyrics behind like daytime nighttime anytime pizza time is time for subs time 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 i mean they said like so it was a there was a the donut as we've talked about before. it was a tasty donut it was a very tasty well, it wasn't a tasty hi-hat but there mm-hmm. was but it was a delicious donut a delicious donut and but in the middle of the donut all of a sudden the background singers are like we deliver and then it just mm-hmm. goes back to like silence so they they must have had to really time things out with you know announcer guy who was like pudgies is available at elmira you're gonna love it here we deliver and we've got great 
salad dressings too, made right in house. Um, and they said we deliver a couple times. The background singers did. That's uh, what we're really pushing with this jingle. Like we deliver. Like oh, you know what? Like I want pizza, but not a, not bad enough to go get it. But we deliver. Oh well, maybe I'll go. And then they say it again. We deliver. Yeah, yeah. You know what? They'll, they'll bring it to me. Um, so that was a fun one. I hadn't heard that one before. I have another one pulled up, Caitlin. Um, this one is Pudgy's. Uh, oh no, not Pudgy's, Pudgy's World, times. right? Yeah, I thought I had Pudgy's World ready, and then. And here I am without um, it. I can get you Pudgy's World. I already got it. You can head across the world, but you're never gonna find anything quite as good as what you're gonna find at Pudgy's, where pizza lovers know to go at Pudgy's. So that was Pudgy's World. That's got to be from the 60s, uh, closer to when they... That was also great. It sounds like Pudgy's meets Pet Sounds from the Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, no, that was a fun one. Definitely of the 60s. Um, lyric was, where pizza lovers know to go, and then we're all across the world they know. Even though we're really only all across... Th- they're- uh, demonstrably not. Yeah, they're all across central New York. We know. The world as you know. Well, back in the 60s, they're like, you can't leave. We like, can how go- are you, you going to charter a plane? Like, you can't leave central New York. This <laughs> is the world. You can only assume we just keep going. This is your world. And we're all around the world where like, pizza lovers know to like go. You've been from Horseheads to Elmira to Ithaca mm-hmm. and maybe like Johnson City outside Slow of Binghamton. Slow down, Magellan. Like... Like you've been all along Route 17, and uh, you can only assume we just keep going. So why go any further? Mm-hmm. You know to go here. You are a pizza lover. At Pudgies, 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 where pizza lovers know to go. I like that one. That's a fun one. Now we have one more called Lazy Days, right? We do. And this one's a little closer to the Good Times Pizza and Subs one, right? In terms of probably age and and definitely musical motif. Good Times, Pudgy's World. <laughs> I'll, I'll find it in a second, but um, it was called Lazy Days. Yeah, I know. I gotta find you can't it. type that in. I can, but the one that's coming Got up those for me Pudgy's is, fingers. is called "They're Two Pudgies." Is called 1986 Pudgy's Good and New Stromboli. Oh, okay. Which better uh, be a song. Uh, it might be. But let, hold on. Okay. By the P- way, it's a huge pain in the butt for me to like pull up these jingles and P-J-I-E-S. edit them into the podcast. Oh, so geez. let's just keep on pulling up new ones and, and making more work for me later. That's, that's future Don's problem. I'm not going to work on this for like two months. Pudgies. Pudgies would like to know your location. You wish, Pudgies. Just tell them we're all across the world. That's Pudgies' world. Where pizza lovers know to go. Pudgies, this pudgies, is good podcasting right pudgies. here. Like, 
you just gently slowly singing. going through a phone while you like hum to yourself. I cannot find the commercial. You, did you put in that combination of words? Really you know the ones it. that we need. Here it is. It's such a lazy day. Let's go down to Pudgy's. That's the word I like to hear when I'm feeling hungry. Pudgy's pizza, the word we like to hear. Pudgy's pizza, any time of the year. These are the times, are the times. Pudgy's feeling good times. Pudgy's the word we like to hear. All right, so that was Lazy Days. They really didn't lean into the lazy theme like it started off did they even mention laziness i can't I th- remember i think they like they said a bunch of days and one of them was lazy okay like happy days fun days lazy days pudgies is the delicious pizza for all my days i like how they said any time of the year like it Whenever. Like, it's not it's not like a holiday favorite they're like get your eggnog you know wrap the presents mm-hmm. Crack some chestnuts and eat your pudgies because it's a family tradition. Eat like, your pudgies. Like you can get your pudgies any time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then at the end they're like, "Screw this song. Let's go down to New Orleans. Jazz funeral pudgies." <laughs> just, yeah, this guy's waving their hands in the air and <laughs> that <dancing>. umbrella person. <laughs> yeah, these are the time. And it's and it's back to the good time pizza and mm-hmm. sub song that we've heard before. We had the, uh, the trumpet with a mute on it that made that sort of like little fart sound. It was, like, it was funny. <laughs> um, do you think that that version of the jingle predates the first one that we profiled? So was it pre nineteen seventy eight? Oh, it is hard to tell. It is hard. All of these sound pretty seventies ish. Yeah. I, see, I think the Pudgy's, Pudgy's world, world is from the sixties. Yeah, right? the only one that had the date on it was uh, Good Times, which said 1978. Hard to say. I, now, here's a question. Do you think Pudgies is still utilizing jingles to this day? Because they're still around. Do you think that they're, in their advertising they're, they're doing that? I mean, you'd hope so. I, I did not grow up in central New York, so these might be like iconic jingles that everybody knows there, and they'd want to keep doing it. The one, the four we heard. I mean, the Pudgy's Lazy Days had the went back to the theme of Pudgy's Good Times, but Pudgy's World was a little different. Well, if you know whether or not Pudgy's is utilizing jingles, please let us know. Um, we don't really see much in the way of YouTube outside of what we've already explored. Um, so, if you have anything else, or if if you are a descendant of Pudge, what was his name? Charles Cleary, Frank Cleary, and Mike Cleary, and the descendants are actually still running Pudgies. It's still a family business, and many of the franchises have been owned for 30-plus years at this point. Are they all family-owned franchises, or they, they franchise out the name to anybody who's got, you know, 10 grand or something? Did you... um, it seems like most of the, like, original franchises have just, a, a family started them back in the 70s, and they've just sort of passed them down. Okay. That's pretty cool. So they haven't really changed hands. I don't know how much they've expanded since then. I wonder if part of the franchising agreement is they're like, you're going to need a silly pizza-related nickname. Mm -hmm. Like, what was the guy's name? Like, Frank the Cheese? Frankie the Cheese. Frankie the Cheese. Frankie's already claimed the cheese. Pudgy himself, you know. Somebody can be the crust. (laughs) The crust. Well, yeah, what would be some good pizza nicknames? Just like Stromboli, Uh, Tony, Tony Stromboli or something. 
the sauce. Uh, you really, it's only a couple parts of a pizza. Uh, that like sort of Ellen without peppers. That sort of soft, um, stomach skin textured part when you take the cheese off oh. underneath it. You know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, I mean. It's the pudgies part of the pizza. Okay, okay. Now, a- another part of New York that has its own version of pizza is Oneonta. Are you familiar with how Oneonta, New York, serves up their pizza? That's different from maybe anything else you've tried. What shape is it? The, the shape is round. Mm-hmm. Straight up pizza, regular pizza. Is but it the thing where the cheese is on the bottom? No. I don't know what that's called, but I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. It involves cheese. So picture a regular pizza just the way you would think of it. If like if you were a kindergartner and somebody's like, draw me a pizza, you would draw the circle. Mm-hmm. You put the lines all the way through it to make like kind of like a bicycle I'd probably wheel. draw pepperonis. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But there's one extra thing that they do that sets them apart. What do you think it could be? And it, it involves a cheese. It does involve cheese, yes. Is the cheese also on the bottom of the pizza, like a cheesy bottom crust? That's a good idea. They that's a, that's a good guess. No, it's not. They take the pizza, they cook mm-hmm. it, regular pizza comes out. This is where the pizza process usually ends. But in Oneonta, they will take their hand and grab you a bunch of thick mozzarella shreds, cold. Throw it on the pizza and hand it to you. So they throw cold mozzarella on top of the hot pizza, and they're super thick and creamy. It's something else in a very good way. It might be the best way I've ever eaten pizza. Just like, here's a little extra for you. Yeah, you'd be like, you yeah, monster. Okay. It's, it's like an extra topping. Be like, mm-hmm. I want a cheese pizza, but I want cold mozzarella thrown on top of it right before you give it to me. So then you're eating cold pizza, cold mozzarella that is melting as it makes contact with the hot mozzarella. Did you have to ask for that? Yeah, or? you did. You'd be like, give me cold mozzarella. Like, I'd be like, of course you want cold mozzarella. That's why I keep a whole bucket of it right here. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he does it and hands it to you. So that would be something my, my wife briefly went to school out in Oneonta, which was not mm-hmm. far from Ithaca. And we would go to a place, I think it was called Mom and Nina's. I can't remember the name Mama of the place. Nina. Um, but that's what we would get. So it was super good. So then I went back to Ithaca and I was like, hey, Ithaca's only 45 minutes from here. Like they must know the deal. So I go to a pizza place and I'm like, hey, I want the cheese pizza, but I want you to throw cold mozzarella on top of it right before you hand it to and me. And they're like, we don't do that here. Yes. They're like, you get out of here. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, you got the cold mozzarella right there. He's like, I can't give it to you uncooked, man. Like, it's like a health code violation. Like, the guy, like, gave me a hundred reasons why this was not going to happen. Um, he's like, this is my livelihood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the tables are my corn. The tables are my corn. <laughs> the, the cheese uh, is my money. <laughs> I'm glad you knew what I meant when There's I said a- that. That's an I think you should leave reference uh, mm-hmm. for those who don't know what we just said. <laughs> Cheese is my money and also <laughs> So are also, the worms. Also the worms. There's half um, as much food as here. <laughs> but yeah, so the guy would not do it for me and mm-hmm. he looked at me like I had two heads. It, something comparable happened when um Ithaca College was known as the bombers. They still are. Um and they in Ithaca you could get something called a bomber shot, which was blue carousel and Goldschlager like mixed together garbage liquors mm-hmm. put together to make a sweet garbage sauce that you could drink and, and be like, ooh, my tummy feels funny. I have and butterflies. it was blue and sparkly. It was blue and gold, the colors of Ithaca College. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember once going to in Albany, where you know the capital region where we live, after having gone to college or maybe even home on a college break, and we went to some bar and it was like, hey, give me like a, a bomber shot. They're like, what's that? I'm like, it's Goldschlager and Blue Carousel. And the guy was like, 
we you don't get do out. that here. He's like, get out of here. It's like, we don't serve your kind here. Go. And I was like, but I just wanted it. He's like, you leave now. It's like such a bad suggestion. I bet you want cold moth on it. Yeah, I know. What is it? You think you're an Oneonta? Is it central New York? <laughs> get out of here. So I've learned like not to ask for local delicacies outside of that region. It's just not People acceptable. People get angry. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, so I, I think that's pretty much it for Pudgy's Pizza and Subs. Uh, I'm a little hungry, but, um, you know, I'm it's nothing hungry. Pudgy's couldn't correct. They deliver. I heard all about it. I'm also thinking about, I don't know, pizza, pasta, and mm-hmm. subs? They barely mention the pasta. I bet you they have, like, really subpar pasta. They're like, we have it because, like, you know, Pudgy on his deathbed said, like, you've got to keep pasta on the menu. Please never. I want you to... Bake that ziti. Mm-hmm. Don't put any sauce on it, so it's extra crispy. Ah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it just passes the away. Ziti. Like, we'll do it for you, Pudgy. Who is ordering? The, are you ordering the pasta at Pudgy's? Let us know. Okay, man. Let's back up for a second. Like, if you just want pasta with, like, red sauce, why would you pay any amount of money for somebody to do that it's for you? It's basically free. Yeah, like, a big thing of ziti at, you know, any store. If you just buy generic ziti what a dollar fifty even in today's hard times if you bought generic red sauce also a dollar fifty so for roughly three dollars you could feed your entire family with baked ziti and sauce and yeah you could throw an extra two dollars you could put cheese on it you're gonna pay like eighteen dollars for that tray or twenty dollars or whatever they charge you like why are you ordering baked ziti at an italian restaurant do you remember when pizza yourself had pasta they had like pizza hut pasta bowls pasta pasta somethings and the whole commercial was people trying the pizza hut pasta and i'm oh, like, being surprised oh my god did you go to italy or oh my and then god, it was yeah. like, like then we revealed to them it was really from their neighborhood pizza hut and they're like is this five star italian dining <laughs> and like no it's pizza hut yeah like well how did you do that like we took like penne pasta and put like a creamy tomato sauce on there and like threw on some peas for color you and... flew to rome right oh my god it's just like pizza hut pasta I don't even know if they still had it, but I do remember. I, I my parents would be super embarrassed, but we used to like go to Pizza Hut. So I think everybody used to go to Pizza Hut. Yeah, that was a ma- it was like a major sit down place. I know we've talked about this before, but we uh, got I think from takeout a couple times because I think they thought maybe it was like healthier or fancier some Pizza Hut possibles and. They were fine. Oh, I'm sure they were fine. Like, listen, th- those chain restaurants, they go through lots of testing and, and they have, you know, real chefs coming up with these things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not real chefs that are putting them together for me when I order them in East Greenbush, New York, you know. But, um, but Pizza Hut was a legit destination for kids to mm-hmm. go out and go out to dinner with their, with their families. Um, it was a restaurant. They had a jukebox with CDs where you could pick your favorite songs. They had red plastic cups. They did. Oh, those red plastic cups made soda taste so much better. I can almost feel running my fingernail along the pebbled surface of those <laughs> red plastic cups. Um, and then we, I think we must have discussed at some point the Book It program. Oh, absolutely. Which, uh, for those who aren't familiar uh, with our region, I'm sure it must have been nationwide. Like, if you read a book... Your teacher would like sign something and say like, yeah, you read the book and then you could go to Pizza Hut and they would give you a personal pan pizza for having read the book with the idea that like you're obviously not going to come in by yourself, you fourth grader. Like, so your parents are probably going to buy a pizza too. So they'll give you like a dollar fifty worth of pizza and your parents are going to buy $12 worth of pizza and then they're going to still win. Um, Somebody I know from Connecticut who listens to this podcast 
uh, admitted to me that he read a whole bunch of Garfield comics so that he could get a personal pan pizza like a little dummy dum-dum. Now, I would like to take this moment to remind you that it was me who read all the Garfield comics. And so we must have discussed this previous. No, I swear it was I swear it was Ryan. No, I'm the one who read Garfield books in exchange for Pizza Hut book it tickets. And eventually <laughs> my heard teacher... I story from somebody and else. And my teacher was like, you got to stop reading Garfield books, man. Like, it, it doesn't count. And I'm like, is it a book? Like, it is bound together, right? It's, it has a title. And he's like, it does. But, like, it, you're, you're, like, violating the spirit of the book it program. And he, like, after he did, like, the fifth one, he was like, I'm not going to redeem you. I'm not going to let you redeem any more book it tickets for... Uh, for Garfield, it's absolutely me. So we've definitely spoken about this, if not on the. I air. swear it was somebody. It's me. It's me. I swear. Else, <laughs> that I know. In fact, I was so sure that I told you that system. story that I elected not to retell it right now until you try to give my thunder to somebody else. I am asking uh, this person. Could I be? Verify. Maybe. Maybe like two people came up with the same great idea. Like I'll read comics in exchange for pizza. And and I and I win on both ends of the transaction. So I, maybe I'm not the only one who came up with this awesome idea. I'm sure there were. I probably many, probably boys that decided that pizza was worth all the Garfield comics. I mean, listen, Garfield. He liked his lasagna. I like my pizza. We came together and realized we could work together on this. So, he um, liked pizza more than words. Garfield's the way to get there. <laughs> we hated Mondays, mm-hmm. but we loved our Italian food. Do they have lasagna? At- no, they didn't. Remember, they had a uh, they had a. This whole podcast is becoming a Pizza Hut commercial, but they had a uh, like a lunch buffet. Do you remember that with like a salad bar? My I remember mom, the salad bar. My mom always got the salad bar. Like she was like, I couldn't possibly eat all this pizza, so I'm going to get the salad bar. They have garbanzo beans and like over iceberg lettuce like how fancy are we we had to go to the salad if we went to pizza Hut, we had to go to the salad bar mm-hmm. for our vegetables for like nutrition for nutrition uh but i remember i remember that like ponderosa also had a salad bar no ponderosa had a full-blown buffet ponderosa was a buffet and they also served steak right we never got the steak at ponderosa i mean who had like 8.99 at the time you know we're like no 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 we got the 4.99 buffet we're not rich. <laughs> mm-hmm. The ice cream machine. I remember the chicken wings and they were like, they were breaded chicken wings with no sauce. So it was essentially fried chicken, but small portions of it. Man, I want pizza bad. Okay. You're really jonesing for the za. <laughs> Give me that za. You can have pizza any time of the year, you know, based on what I've heard today. Okay. So I have an answer from this uh, other person. Uh, I did have Garfield books. And I think I did the Pizza Hut reading thing, but the two were not connected. Ah, uh, see? There you go. So it was you. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could clear that up. So you were the dummy dum-dum. I was the dummy dum-dum. I would call me a smarty smart smart for cracking the code, for, for qualifying for it with minimal effort. Garfield would want it that way. Oh, absolutely. Minimal effort. In fact, once I, once I knew that this would work... My friends and I started to exchange Garfield books like, mm-hmm. hey, I read the green one this month. And like, you know, Skylar read the, the brown one. Mm-hmm. And Derek's got the, the red one. And like we were like passing around the books. And I think that's what really spoiled it. In the sure. same way that like, do you remember dial up connections, obviously, for Internet? Mm-hmm. You used to have to people who are younger than uh, us. Maybe you didn't have to deal with this, but you had to. Put in a phone number, a local phone number for your modem, which was like the portion of your computer that called the internet. 
um, for your modem to call into so you could access the internet. And it went, yeah, it made crazy noises, but like often the phone lines for that particular phone line for the modem would be tied up. So you'd be like, oh man, I can't connect. Like I, you know, I got this local number. Too many people are on AOL at the same time using their free, you know, their free Mm -hmm. five hour floppy disk. And having a number that not too many people were connected to was the thing to have. And I remember somebody being like, Don, I've got this number. It's local. Nobody knows about it. It's like, it goes to Glenmont, New York, which is like outside of Albany, um, but part of the same county. It's like, this one connects every time. The connection speeds are great. Not too many people know about this one, so don't go telling people about it. I never knew about that. I didn't think you could use another number. You could put in the number. So like, you know, your local AOL, you know, disc might say like, hey, here's like your local number based on your address. But like we picked something that was like out off the beaten path. Like you could find it if, if somebody told you. So somebody told us about this. I remember who told me. His name was Jeff. Um, I'm not going to say his last name because, you know, got to protect the innocent here. But he was like, Don, I'm going to give this to you. I don't want you to like share this with anybody, but you're going to get great connection speed. You're going to love it. And then, of course, I'm just like, I could probably tell one person. And then you tell somebody uh-huh. and then they tell somebody. And all of a sudden the line is jammed and you can't get online to talk in the you know, the, the chat rooms uh, that, you know, would cause all sorts of trouble. So basically, we ruined it for ourselves. The same thing happened with the Garfield books. Too many people got hot on the idea, uh-huh. and that's when they, you know, they, they came down on us hard. So I wonder if they still have that program. The program? Oh, the Book It program? Yeah. I don't know. Do you know if Pizza Hut has a Book It program? Write us at welcome to the jingle pod at gmail.com or <laughs> hit us up on Facebook. We have like 17 likes on, or, mm-hmm. you know, like, People, like not many people go to our Facebook page. People subscribe to us on the various apps, which is awesome. People that... don't use Facebook anymore. Really? Yeah. Well, it's use... for old people. Oh, but I'm old. No, like it's older than you. It's for like Aunt Aunt Sally to like talk about, I saw something strange on my yard the other day. You're thinking of the Nextdoor app, which is even older than I'm Facebook I'm also somehow. thinking of Facebook. I don't think anybody uses it. It is kind of funny. Like, we're, we're using Facebook, for, which is, again, for maybe an older generation now. It's no longer hip. Um, to push a, a medium that hipper people listen to. So I guess maybe we're just going to the wrong place on the Facebook page. We need, like, an Instagram Instant gram? What Instant gram or a a tic tac. A tic tac, okay. <laughs> They're all like snack based names. Instant grams, tic tacs. Instant grams. Uh, I, I, I need a Dunkaroo account. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that the new social media? Dunkaroo? You sound very ancient. Perhaps a handy snack? <laughs> hey guys, y'all on handy snacks? You're on handy snacks? Yeah, I'm on the uh, the breadstick one. Oh no, I'm the pretzel stick one. Uh, I'm on traditional, not Ritz. What do you call them? Uh, what's the buttery cracker? That's a Ritz. A saltine, if you will. A saltine. Yeah, I like the saltine version. This is a very it's like a seventy year old talking about. You all heard about the new social media? <laughs> handy snacks. Oh, the handy snacks. We got to make a social media page co- or social media platform called Handy Snacks. I feel like. <laughs> Nabisco will not come after us instantly. Hi, sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Social media business is a $5 billion a year business. Join Handy Snacks. <laughs> well, uh, that's it for our episode about Pudgy's Good Times Pizza and Subs. What do we have coming up next, Caitlin? Do you remember? It's more food. It is more food. Uh, this time we are going to be go, uh, off to Water Valite, New York, which I think is the first location. 
here in the capital mm-hmm. region uh, around Albany. It's about food that swims in the water. Uh, well, it did before they turned it into mm-hmm. uh, something you could eat. Uh, Ted's Fish Fry. That's right. Now, did you know there's a Ted's Fish Fry right next door to our office? Yeah, I almost turn in the exit lane every time. Oh, there you go. Well, maybe someday you can pop in and be like, oh, I accidentally came here and, oh, I dropped my phone and I hit play and look, it's a whole episode about you guys. So we're going to be profiling the jingle for uh, Ted's Fish Fry, which Mm -hmm. has, I think, maybe like five locations in the Albany, New York area. Um, A nice little history about it uh, will be revealed to you when we do record our next episode. Um, They're one of the odd advertisers who has a classic jingle that you may or may not have heard, or or if you heard it, maybe you're going to remember it when we bring you down memory lane, but they also have a new version that they uh that's only a couple of years old so they're circling back they're family owned maybe somebody in the family said do you remember when we were on the radio and somebody else said what's a radio and then things escalated from there but um it'll be fun i i don't have any real stories about um ted's do you no i've never been to a ted's you've never been to a ted's never well then you're going to love this episode people it's going to be significantly shorter than uh the one that we just recorded we've both never been there no no i've been to ted's fish fry i just don't have anything special to say about it um but please tune in next time and again please join us for the uh the live episode uh at indian ladder farms it's going to be a ton of fun um and that's going to be in a couple months so um, all right well until next time i'm don Lazo. i'm caitlin k and this has been Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the jingle. jingle. See you next Bye. time. Bye. Bye-bye now. Burgers and chips steak. Mm, just taste our yummy shakes. You'll love Ted's Fish Fry. From our family to yours, bringing you the freshest fish for over 50 years. <laughs>